The wind and the sea obey Jesus Christ because he is God Almighty. He has the world and everything in it. Well, in our icon, the Father is suspending the orb in his hand and Christ has his hand on the cross which crowns the world, the cross of Christ. He redeems the world. He bought it at the price of his life. He being Almighty God in the flesh. Jesus is the Messiah, the King, the ruler of the universe from heaven, who is God. That is why in the middle of the storm on the sea, he is peacefully asleep, because he owns the wind and the sea. They are at his bidding. They obey his every wish. He made them, they belong to him. As do all of the elements and everything in the natural world and everything in the created supernatural world. Christ is perfectly united to God the Father, so he sleeps in peace, sort of in the lap of the Heavenly Father. The disciples, on the other hand, are terrified by the wind and the water and are in fear of drowning. So they awaken Christ with their concern, wondering at his apparent unconcern. Don't you care that we are about to drown? They tell him, and Christ commands, quiet, he commands the wind and the sea, quiet, be still. And the scripture says, there was great calm. That's reminiscent of, was it Elijah on the mountain that was looking for God and he didn't see him in the wind and he didn't see them in the, in the storm and then there was a great calm and there's where he experienced God. This, these words of the disciples to the Lord in their unease is a, is a, is a good prayer which I recommend for you during this week, to tell Christ your problems. Lord, don't you care about X, Y, and Z? Tell them, tell them what's going on. If they're material concerns, physical concerns, dangers, physical dangers, the apostles themselves would later be tortured and killed. They would be thrown in prison and beaten. They will have great concerns. If you read the list of, of St. Paul's hardships, he talks about how many times he was beaten and imprisoned and shipwrecked and all for the sake of the gospel. I have to say I haven't suffered any physical difficulties like that. But there are Christians in the world that do presently face those kind of difficulties. People who are hungry and... and um, other material hardships. But tell Christ about the storms in your life. Lord, don't you care about me? About the physical, the material, the spiritual hardships. Sins, the sins. The sins are the greatest hardship. The moral difficulties, the relationships. If people are against you, tell him about your enemies and about all that troubles you and entrust your cares to him because he cares for you. 
and he is powerful to save you. He has the whole world in his hand. He can do, he can do it, even if it seems impossible, or we should say especially when it is most impossible. He is powerful to take care of you. When you, when you think there is no way out, Jesus Christ is the solution to every problem. Even if he seems asleep, unconcerned with you, uninvolved. Christ chides the apostles for getting terrified because they should have faith in him. We are also his disciples. So he says the same to you if you let worldly things get you upset. Do you not yet have faith? Why are you terrified? (laughs) We could say that to the worldly rulers, right? Why are you terrified by a, a flu? Put your trust in the Lord. All things work for the good. We we use our intelligence to serve the Lord, for sure. The Lord says, serve the Lord your God with all your mind, but also with all your heart and with all your soul and all your strength. Don't just stop with with what you can calculate. The calculation is not everything. Christ is asleep on on the cushion. He's not calculating. The apostles are calculating. They're calculating the wind and the water, how much water is coming in. We're taking in too much water. We're about to drown. But Christ has the heart of of God, which which has a different type of calculation. All things work for the good for those who love him. Just be sure that Christ, that you're in the boat with Christ, that he is with you. There's an interesting detail in this gospel, in some of the other gospels, is Peter, James, and John with Christ, and there's one boat. Here it says there are other boats that are with him. I haven't considered that point. That's something for your further study. See what the fathers of the church say about that. Or what um, St. Thomas Aquinas, well, no, he doesn't have a commentary on St. Mark. He has Matthew and John. But see what some of the doctors of the church say about that passage. It would be interesting to see. Christ himself says at one point in the gospel, he says, there are others who are not of your company, but they also follow me. If they're not against us, they're with us. So I think this is a reference to that. There are other Christians who are not part of the church. They're not, they're, you know what the church calls the Protestants and everybody else who's Christian and is not Catholic? We say they're imperfect members of the Catholic church. Anybody who's rightly baptized with water in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit is a Catholic because Christ founded one church. We call them our separate, separated brethren, brethren in the Christian faith. The Orthodox are, most, are the most close to us because they have all the sacraments, they have a valid priesthood and bishops and the apostolic line all the way to the apostles, therefore. And they believe everything we believe doctrinally and morally. They're very close. But this, that would be like another boat, I would say. Certainly another boat would be the Orthodox. And they're not, they're not, they don't follow the Pope. They should, but they don't. Historical problems. And also the, the Society of Pius X. Well, they're kind of, you know, that would be kind of like another boat, although they would say they're in the same boat. 
So the Lord is with you. Just be sure you're with him. The boat of Peter, the Catholic Church, is assured by Christ to not sink. The gates of hell will not prevail against it, Christ told Peter. It is on you, the rock. Peter means rock. I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the boat will not sink. The boat of Peter. So rest easy as Christ's as Christ as Christ laying asleep on a cushion. Be confident in the Father. Be confident in God. As Christ is not concerned, you too put your concerns on Him and take it easy. Even despite all your calculations that everything were in dire circumstances, surely. But the Lord will take care of everything for those who love Him. The victory is assured. Christ is the victor. And the place to best lay with Christ on the cushion is at Mass. You're doing it. This is where Christ appears to do nothing in the most blessed sacrament. It appears to be bread and wine. He appears to be absent. But it is truly his flesh and blood. Christ is here in the tabernacle, in our Catholic churches. He appears to be asleep on the cushion. The world is, is like a boat on the sea, about to drown. And he's, he's here waiting for you to rest with him. Remember Martha and Mary? Martha, Martha, you are upset and concerned about many things. She's, she's doing all the household duties to receive the Lord. And Mary is at his feet. And he, she says, Mary is has chosen the better part. Only one thing is necessary to trust in Christ. Take care of your responsibilities as best you can. And then Sunday, Sunday is a day to do exactly that, to rest with the Lord on the cushion. You are obliged not to lift a finger on Sunday as much as possible and to, and to, and to worship Him at Holy Mass. Come to Mass, even daily Mass. That's where you put your trust into Christ, in, in, in Christ, in action. And you sit with Him and you listen to Him. The Holy Rosary is another way to, to rest with the Lord in the mysteries of the Holy Rosary in the company of Our Lady who is with Him in heaven doing pilgrimages. Somebody saw me walking last two Fridays ago on, on, on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. It occurred to me Father Octavio was on duty, so I didn't really have any, and I didn't have any appointments, and it was a cool day, and it was overcast. So let me walk to Newark, to the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart, do a, do a, a real pilgrimage. I walked 18 miles, so I have, and my, you know, you need good shoes if you're going to walk far. You know, that's where they serve the Lord with your mind, because I have some serious blisters on my feet. But they're about healed now. So That's another way, do pilgrimages. Invent ways to to rest with the Lord, to put your cares on Him, to, to, to demand of Him what you need. He wants you to ask Him. Remember the, the image He gives of the man who is knocking on the door of his neighbor who's asleep at night because he has a visitor and he needs bread? And he said, the Lord says, if the, man is, if, if, the, if the neighbor doesn't get up because of his friendship, he will get up because of his insistence. So also the Heavenly Father will get good things to those who, who pray. Make visits to the Blessed Sacrament. This, we have a, a great 
benefit here at Holy Trinity that the church, according to the law of the church, is always open here. Every day we're open. You've got to figure out which door is open, but, but we're always open. And if not, you can come to the rectory and ask the priest, which door is open? Sit with the Lord, especially in the storm. And above all, be in the study your faith. Well, not that's not above all. Study your faith in addition to going to Mass and praying the rosary and doing pilgrimages and making visits to the Blessed Sacrament. But above all, be in the state of grace and serve others with the holiness of God. Confess your sins. Tell your problem to the priest and have the blood of Christ clean your soul so that you have a clean conscience. It is a clean conscience that makes a man sleep at peace with the Lord, knowing that the Lord will save all those who entrust themselves to him. He will see you through every difficulty, even to eternity. And I'll close with the act of faith, which is found in the, in the Penny Catechism and the Baltimore Catechism, which express this sentiment of, of trusting in God in the church. Oh my God, I firmly believe that you are one God and three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe that your divine Son became man and died for our sins, and that he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths which the Holy Catholic Church teaches, because you have revealed them who can neither deceive nor be deceived. Amen.